You're listening to Courting in Color with your hosts, Shatrice and Louise. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Courting in Color. I'm Shatrice. Hey, bitches. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> hey, y'all. <laughs> My name is Louise. I'm eating salami with pretzels. You want a yes. bite? <laughs> Actually, all of this. All of this is staying in. Great. Love it. <laughs> well, you sexy salami eating bitch. What have you been up to? <laughs> That's my hooker is, name. No, yes. We're pro sex workers. That's my drag name. Yes. What have you been up to? Um, what have you been up to since we last recorded? <laughs> so last weekend was, I feel like a weekend of relaxation, right? But then this weekend has just been really busy at work. You know, our episode did make it live on Monday, but <laughs> the video <laughs> took a little bit. So apologies, courting cuties. I know you constantly wait for us and wait. Um, this week has just been really busy at work. So just kind of surviving, like literally just trying to make it to the meeting and try to make it out of the meeting. And hopefully I don't have anything important to like have to do um, and hope yes. for the best. Um, but the sun has been out. The thighs have been out. And also <laughs> I'm- Are they really? No, I want to, but on my thighs, <laughs> on my thighs, hopefully being out, I'm really sensitive to talking about weight. I try not to always think about it, like, or express it. Anyway. So in talking about my thighs being out, I really want to, I'm in this space where I don't want to let my like COVID weight gain, new relationship weight gain, winter weight gain, prohibit me from like hitting the streets this summer and looking good. Yes, so I, I really yeah. want to like this upcoming weekend, I really just want to like go to thrift stores and just look for stuff. Like I don't want to spend money on a whole new wardrobe and I, and I think I just want to be thrifty a little bit more. So I think I'm going to do it. Yes. I really, you know, we've all gained weight. I like just, just embrace it. Like I, I cannot fit into those shorts anymore. Like it, it, you buy bigger shorts, girl, buy like things yes. that just make you feel good. Like even if it's just three outfits that I circulate through all summer, I, I just, I want to have a good time this summer. And I don't want to let a little, a little extra, uh, a little extra. Pushing in the pushing. Well, let me tell you the weight gain for the butt fantastic i what'd you say hashtag buy bigger shorts like that's yes really, hashtag buy bigger shorts that's the motto for the summer and i think it's totally fine and i so unlike you i guess but very much originally like you i try not to i mean i never wanted to talk about weight like when i was younger even all the way up until maybe a few years ago because i'm just like you know it's associated with so much shame with me blah blah blah, blah. but now i really do kind of try to not necessarily make it a point but just try to like embrace moments where weight naturally comes up or even goes up but like in conversation like I'm like okay because this is a moment that I can like reframe something like like one of my friends like had oral surgery or whatever and they're like well at least you know hey I can lose some pounds and I was like no okay no like that's funny but no we're not using this um medical recovery period as a form of weight loss but you know like we all like we all say something like that right I hope I get the flu and the stomach bug. right I like can... there's been so many I still some days want a tapeworm to just eat its way through me but I'm like no like it's okay no. if bodies change my life body fluctuates around my body being small right or smaller 
or like what have you. Like oh my I, God, yes. But anyway, on the note of bodies, so this past weekend though, or really this past week, I've been pretty active. Obviously, mm. y'all were up here a couple weekends ago, yeah, um, helping me with the ceiling and stuff like that. And I truly, truly am a person or a DIYer who just watches a person do something once and I'm completely convinced I can do the same thing. I love it. You <laughs> took down your whole roof. And so I took down like the other side of the ceiling myself the other day. I was like, I just need to do this. Like, I just need to try. Yeah. I saw y'all do it. I can do it. It's in pieces. It's like the wall, but above my head. So like when I tell you I had boots and goggles and hoodies, oh my, I like, love it. my whole body up. But between that and like finishing my fire pit, there were most, so, you know, that tree like fell um, yeah, on my yeah. property, right? And so like I had to go around. And so getting stuff from my, getting those massive bags of gravel from my car to the fire pit like location is a little bit far. And I, and I did have a little thingy, like not quite a wheelbarrow, but something on wheels. And so that was helpful. But bitch, when I tell you I hauled logs from trees, like I moved, I moved that tree branch thing that fell a little bit, not a whole lot. But I was just like, my fucking body is powerful. Like, my body oh, is yeah. powerful. Like, I don't fucking care. I mean, I can't, you know, in this moment, in this moment, you know, because I am woman, hear me roar. I don't care what the scale, what the number on the scale say. Like, no. my body fucking moved these, I don't even know how to describe, like, what I'm actually talking about. Like, they're, like, these tree stump things, these posts that mm -hmm. were in the ground that, like, me and Haley had pulled out. And I was like, oh, these actually got work for like little makeshift benches for um, the fire pit. But I didn't realize, I, I was like, it's, it's not a tree, so it won't be heavy. No, that shit was heavy. But I was like, I'm determined to like move this over here. I'm determined to rip this roof off without knocking my head off. Now, did I clip wires and cut my power off accidentally? Yes, <gasps> I did. That's fine. It's okay. Because guess what? All the rest of the walls are gone. So it's like one, it's a one open concept. Anyway, oh so I really God. need one life. <laughs> oh God. When I tell you when this house is actually done, it'll be a celebration. A celebration like no other. Let me tell you, because I cannot go through one week without like something ridiculous happening. Um, but yes, all that to say, like, I like, that's the one thing I've appreciated about like this reno process is like, it's, made me want to go out and do things and be physical like with the <laughs> do physical activities with the house or whatever and I and I do them and sometimes it takes a little longer but I'm like I do them because my body is capable of doing so and yes I don't know like weight it fluctuates but I'm like I'm just proud of my body for being strong that's the that's Mm -hmm. sort of thing. you appreciate my body in those moments especially when i can like feel my ass working because like when i was moving a lot those logs i was like okay ass like activate activate like go <laughs> like i can't go, go, but, go. go. like i was like you gotta do this so there you go <laughs> so tell us about one adult thing you did this week <laughs> oh uh pay off half my credit card Okay, so yes. uh, courting cuties. Uh, it's such a yes, story. Louise and I had a full blown Curvy Coins LLC consultation. <laughs> um, you know, pending trademark and all that good stuff. Hire me if you need financial advice, but not really. Um, and so, yeah, I didn't know what you ended up deciding to do. So you decided to pay off your credit card. Yeah, so I'm just going to pay off half of it, use up those points, close out that account. Unlike you, I did not pay anything, but my adult thing was that I can. Considered 
paying my medical bill <laughs> for my visit wow. to the ER. But even more so, my adult thing was my genuine appreciation for um, good health insurance because that medical bill, um, that medical bill for my visit to the ER, where I spent, I don't know, an hour maybe there, got all those stitches, fifteen hundred dollars. <gasps> fifteen hundred for what? Dollars, bitch. I was like, I mean, did y'all literally for the band stitch? Right. I mean, for the ba- she gave me extra bandages. Like I'm sure that shit was in there somewhere. But yes, the total, and I was like, who all did this pay? Because the little intern. She was working for free. Like, so it didn't go to her. The other little doctors just kind of peeked in and looked at my leg and then walked out. Did it go to him? Like, what? But Chatrice only owes 300 of those $1,500. So I was like, thank you, Jesus, for medical health insurance. Because, honey, they would have never got that $1,500. And I got to (laughs) remember to give them the three. Like, Like, oh, my gosh. Okay, so um, before we get started in today's topic, I wanted to give a quick shout out for the culture for Black actress, aka Black actress, Simona Brown. Ooh, Black British actress. I don't know how to combine those three words. But anyways, Simona Brown, she is the star of this Netflix miniseries that like literally rocked my effing world last week. It's called Behind Her Eyes. And so it's like a it's kind of like a psychological thriller, but you don't realize it. Like at first, it's kind of like if black, the concept of like black mirror and um, <laughs> the concept of black mirror and this is us, not this is us. No. What is it? Us? What is that? Us, Michael yeah. Keegan, um, Jordan Peele. Jordan yes, Peele you can, us. Thank yeah. you. If you combined us and like just the general concepts of black mirror, that's what this show was. But again, you didn't really know what was happening until the last couple of episodes. And I don't even know how many there were. I was up to like two o'clock that night because I was like, I can't. And then I couldn't get this thing. So I'm like, I'm fucking destroyed. This was ridiculous. But it was that good. Like, I would watch it again with someone just to see their reactions now that I know what's happening. But yes, so the only thing I hated about that um, little mini series was that she was the main character, right? This black woman. Mm-hmm. And she was the only black character in the whole show. And I was like, hey guys at Netflix this doesn't really count as diversity like even her baby's father was like not quite black like he was a person of color but I don't think he was black and and like the the two other main characters that she like gets with this husband and wife like they're both white but it's still worth the watch but that was just the one critique I had about it but yeah so that's my shout out shout out Simona Brown Brown Girls Rock um, the second shout out for the culture, <laughs> the Oprah Winfrey interview with Prince Harry and I guess she's Meghan Princess Megan, Princess Megan Markle. So um, that's a shout out for the culture. Um, I'm a little hesitant to shout out Harry. More so, Me- right? More so, more Megan. so Megan and <laughs> Oprah. Even though Harry, even though Harry was like, "Wow, meeting Megan really taught me about racism and how privileged I was." And I don't know oh. whether y'all watched it, but my favorite part, Oprah was like. You're a white man who's a prince. What oppression do you really? How have you struggled? Like, help me. Wait, understand. did he say? Did he say he had struggled? Harry was talking about being oppressed by the monarchy, and Oprah was. Uh, like, okay, okay. You're a white man who's a prince. How are you? <laughs> you're like, literally a prince. How are you like oppressed or like you're not? How are you suffering? Was basically what she was trying. Right. Give us examples, Harry. Yeah. <laughs> was he like, oh, I was second born. I'm so sad. <laughs> 
I'll say, oh, my security detail is just so strong. I have right, <laughs> right. <laughs> they yeah. won't let me do anything. Uh, so I mean, what was, the, what was the point? I mean, like I, I kind of get it, but what was the point of the interview? Was it because they're they need to speak out against the crown, basically? Because I think so. I really don't know the context of the interview. Like, I don't know when it was recorded. I don't know what it was. You know, I don't know what mm-hmm. why the timing or what it was. I really think she got to them because I forget one of the old ones. I think it was. I think it's um. Philip, or anyway, some member of the royal family posted. <laughs> with, uh, some member of the royal family posted with a uh, black frontline healthcare worker in Britain today because you know they had to prove they're not racist. So, oh my god. Anyway, this is shout out for the culture. So, really, Oprah, uh, Meghan Markle, yes. Tyler Perry for providing them security, <laughs> and you know, baby Archie, you know, is going to take down the British monarchy. So, I'm just excited black baby Archie, <laughs> black out. baby Archie. So, yeah. <laughs> So, courting cuties for today, as you already know, we have our fabulous, was, wait, was Brian our very first guest ever? <gasps> Maybe. At a bare minimum, you were our very first male guest. <laughs> <laughs> bare minimum, yeah. There <laughs> no, you go. And at a second minimum, you are our very first repeat guest. There we go. <laughs> so, yes, cuties, <laughs> like, we got it. You got some first in there. Brian is back with us today to talk about our um, topic for the day because we are talking about the last 365 days and I truly like cannot believe we are a year up in this global Pantene conditioner and like it doesn't like when is it stopping I don't know like it's better it's worse some days like it's a lot and so I was like who is it like who's the person that comes to mind who I think would have a lot of great insight to share with the folks? And Brian, you naturally came to mind. So thank you, thank you for joining us today. So according to the Seattle Times, the Panda Express, aka the pandemic, aka the pandemic, <laughs> aka Corona. Okay, <laughs> y'all get it. Um, has forced people to reevaluate um, and in some cases rewrite the social norms and conventions that surround dating. Dating itself is already difficult, they say. Um, it involves meeting new people, building trust and relationships, being emotionally vulnerable with others and all that good stuff. But of course, COVID added to that um, is now, or excuse me, COVID added to that. Now people um, have to consider a whole bunch of other facts pertaining to health and safety. And so it's especially difficult now because everyone has different standards for what they consider mm. safe. And so I don't, Louise, I don't know if you can like link the little video that we like watched before this yeah. to, okay. So we watched this little video because it was basically um, some folks at John, Johns Hopkins were sharing like, you know, safety and how to think about dating and go about dating um, within this global uh, pandemic. And so we'll get into that. But I want to back up, like I said, a year ago, roughly, like, the world changed like as we knew it and specifically a year ago yesterday no a year ago tomorrow march 11th there we go um tom hanks oh i wrote rita ora but i meant rita wilson um you know for the culture side um you know announced that they had covid i remember that Um, and so um i was reading a couple of different articles about this and um there was one research something that was like or one study that was like you know this is when a lot of Americans start to take it seriously when basically when a celebrity gets something it's like right. oh wait now this is real and NPR um 
they have this like hashtag this thread on um, Twitter that's called the moment. And so I wanted y'all to share the moment that you realized COVID was real. Uh-huh. Like, where were you at? What were you doing? So the moment that I realized COVID was real, but by virtue of my job, mm. we tend to find out things a lot faster. We find mm-hmm. out a lot faster than the rest of the university. <laughs> so I remember I went into work. It was a normal day, very normal day. And we had just gotten back from a national conference or not that long we ago. Did, we, did. we had just gotten back from a conference. Oh my gosh. And um, I went to work. I went to lunch with a friend. And my friend was like very extra about it. After that lunch, like maybe I'm in my office at that point for like 10 minutes. And my supervisor comes to my door. And my supervisor says, hey, we have our first two confirmed cases. <gasps> Oh, sure. Um, you know, we don't know, you know, about anything yet. And, and at this point, you know, nobody knew. So then as we go throughout the day, things are, are just starting to happen. So at the end of the day, they suspend classes for the next two weeks at that point in time. Oh, that's right. Because they like a lot of people were on spring break. That's or coming off or going into. Yeah, we were about to go into. That's right. Like we created this opportunity where like, only like one of us would be in the office or two of us would be in the office at a mm-hmm. time. And that started that Friday. Friday came in that day. I I volunteered to be, you know, in the, like one of the people in the office. So I was in the office. And then over the weekend, things just kind of boom, 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 boom. Like things just kind of blow up. And mm-hmm. we're, we're, we're texting, like my team is texting over the weekend because of, of the function of our office. On Sunday, our leader basically says, look, Nobody is coming back to the office tomorrow. Um, I don't know when you'll be coming back to the office. You may not be coming back at all this semester. <laughs> Gather your things. <laughs> so, so get what you need, do what you need to do. You're also not allowed to be on campus right now. So I would say it was still gradual for me. You know, as we get closer into like the, the deeper into the spring and summer, I'm starting to see people that I know get it. So that is what made me go home to, to spend a lot of time at home. Like, you know, yeah. I know, all right, y'all safe, I'm safe. I don't have to be alone. Like, you know, whatever. Right. Yeah, no, that's good. I, I yeah. like, I've taken it, uh, not not maybe the most, like on the spectrum, right? Like, this <laughs> <is>. <laughs> yes, because I, when I tell you, I was trying to think about that earlier. I was like, I wouldn't say I'm the most like careful, right. serious, but I'm certainly not at the other extreme. I'm right. somewhere floating in the middle. Somewhere in the middle. Yeah, similar. Yeah. Louise, what about you? So it's, it's interesting. So for me, whenever people talk about the past, I immediately go to my photos and I'm like, ooh, what was happening on this day? So yes. we're, you know, we're recording <laughs> this podcast March 10th. And so interestingly, March 10th, 2020, I don't have anything, but March 11th, so the day before... Um, it looks like I had just brought a new plan into my office the day after, Aww. or um, the day after I had bought tickets to go back see see my family in Chicago. But I, I mean, literally, you know, March twelfth and on, I have screenshots of like things are closing. Mm-hmm. I think we went lockdown. Our, you know, my work went into lockdown March fifteenth, twenty twenty. So I think that for me was the moment it got real. Yeah. I kind of was like, y'all, right? I was kind of like, I'm aware of this thing, but I'm not taking it seriously. Like it doesn't, it doesn't impact me. 
Um, but it's interesting because I mean, I do see like literally March 12th, 2020 was the the notification that things were shut down. And it's oh, interesting wow. because literally even the day before, I was still, I had, you know, I had planned to volunteer at the theater. I was, I was at a volunteer training like the day before things mm. shut down. And they were like, well, I don't know. We don't, it's just, it's wild when I look through my photos. So yeah. Yeah, are y'all like looking through your photos and just kind of see? Yeah. yeah. So let's talk about like, what's so, in our photo. Thank you. Long? Thank you for that. Okay. So, so because I, so I wasn't looking through my photos. I was looking through my calendar because I was like, I put almost everything in my calendar. Oh, and so yeah. I wanted to see what was happening because I know for a fact that when things shut down, because this really was kind of the week for me this time last year where things were really taking, about to start taking a turn because with this week last year, I should have been at a sorority conference. And actually on March 9th, 2020 we were my sorority chapter we were volunteering at like um, a shelter and like serving food and stuff like that and this was like a few days before so we definitely uh were in contact like we had gloves and stuff like that but you know no, masks wasn't really like a thing yet but then literally a couple days later like I think um the governor like finally had announced that it was it was a thing. I don't remember what the exact announcements or the verbiage was for mm-hmm. the announcements, but like the governor had like acknowledged that like we were having a problem. And so then like, I don't know, like, I don't know, we had a problem. And literally the last picture I have, like the last pre, um, pre-work day, like going into the office picture I have is from March 16th. And I didn't take it because like I knew what was happening. I took it because I was wearing pants and I usually wear dresses. So mm-hmm. like, so on March 16th, 2020, that was the last time I went to work and like, was just like, this is a work day. And that was the day that we were like, nope, shut it down. So yeah, that was, wow. that was when I was like, oh, okay. Like this is, this is real. What about you, Brian? What, what pictures, uh, what photos, what do your photos say? <laughs> <laughs> so my, my last like outings, <laughs> I have a, I have a picture of. <laughs> oh my gosh is there wine i'm assuming there's right wine. uh no 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 wine in the pictures wine besides <laughs> in the pictures. <laughs> so mm. i'm starting to see the pictures of like me at home like, <laughs> like well this is life now <laughs> like you know working from home and unfortunately i had a funeral to attend um my uncle passed away like maybe a week like during the week that like things were shut down and then we had the funeral mm-hmm. I have pictures with a lot of family members and this was at the point in time where they didn't say, Oh, you can't have funerals quite yet. You can't like do this quite yet. And fortunately everything was cool. To my knowledge, nobody got, you know, coronavirus. Right. Um, but I'm seeing the pictures of like, you know, cousins. And then it's funny. I was laughing because I have a, a screenshot of a tweet from March 14 that says, coronavirus is ruining my dating life <laughs> so it's like Wait, look at this. Full, yeah. circle. full circle because corona really she she's that bitch she she did that she did ruin <laughs> a lot that bitch. That so, yes i appreciate that okay so on that note we asked courting cuties to give us three words to describe their dating experience during Rona. And this is, these are some of the ones that I was like, yes, this is very true. So um, someone said the fucking same. And I was like, well, damn, that's, 
that's relatable. So unfortunate. Um, someone else said non-existent, duh. Um, someone else said still real exhausting. Someone else said weighted blanket and vibrator, which that <laughs> made me <laughs> I was like, well, that's creative. Creative and safety. Wait, first, does that feel okay? I don't have a weighted blanket, but okay. I do have a vibrator. But you have a weighted blanket. Wait, what'd you say? Our powers combined. I don't have a vibrator or a weighted blanket, but okay. So if we put all of our stuff together, <laughs> I would imagine that it feels great. Like I get it. Like you, you feel the body. You feel the penetration. right. The, like, the literal weight. Yeah. Okay, that's real. You can that's just imagine real. someone on top of you as you're like right. Just pretend there's a I love the creativity. And um, someone else said that honeymoon phase because there were a couple of people who got married like during well not a couple mm-hmm. there were several and obviously all of that so and more babies so many babies like when I tell you half my line (laughs) there's so many new babies like they were born at the beginning of COVID or at the end no no like they were definitely created during COVID because they were all born like in December and January (laughs) (laughs) oh shit I mean yeah that literally is nine months wow (laughs) yes so like you know when you're working from home you have to like just work out everything (laughs) so there's that okay so on that note, tell like describe for the cuties, Brian and Louise, like you can give us more than three words. How would you describe this last year of dating, dating relationships, all this good stuff? I think for me, I would say lots of shifts if I did like three words really, mm-hmm. right? So I think it was like obviously a shift to working from home. It was a shift of like, you know, uh, my partner and I living separately, but then COVID hit and then we we're just like living together. And so that was a shift. And then um, we moved in together, right? And so it was just like, just a lot of shifts that ended up happening um, as a result of this like year of dating. Um, and I think, I don't know if I've talked about this earlier on the podcast, but I, I definitely feel like things shifted faster or maybe because of COVID things mm-hmm, happened, where right? mm-hmm. I don't know if, I don't know if things would have happened this soon. Not in a bad way. I don't know if things would sure. have happened this soon if it wasn't for COVID, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I I feel like, I think I might torture Jesus, but I, I think in my mind, I had always said, dang it, I don't know if I'm ready to live with a partner. Like, I need a trial mm-hmm. run. But how do you get a trial run before you fully commit? <laughs> well, the universe said, bitch, COVID. And so COVID really <laughs> was a trial run. And so us living together and then deciding to move in was made easier because we had the trial mm-hmm. run because of covid but i don't think we would have moved in so soon mm-hmm. if covid was still a thing and the reason i was able to move in with him was because his roommate left because of COVID oh yeah that's to right go with his fiance right because like similar to brian people were just uh, people were migrating right it was a real mm-hmm. kind of migration and people mm-hmm. were moving understandably so for multiple places so I'm like I don't even know if we would have done like I, I just you know I, I don't know the what ifs are really hard to say but the reality yeah. it was COVID caused these other sets of domino things to happen which mm-hmm. then led other sets of dominoes things to happen and so I mean but I, you know so dating I think COVID for me COVID caused like my not caused but the result of COVID was like my relationship growing faster um than probably would have been necessarily because uh, without it um but in a good way but in a good way but I mean it also just allowed me to see my partner in a different way right like Mm -hmm. you know I think we've all talked about it to an extent of like 
ew, now, you, now your partner gets to see like all your weird quirks in the morning. Like <laughs> I flushed 10,000 times. Like now you get to see that. And so like- Water, you know, water, yes. Wa- <laughs> Mother nature, you know? And so I'm like, dang, like you can't hide, right? And it's also like a pandemic. So like, I don't necessarily want to just live by myself and none of us were, mm-hmm. neither of us were going mm-hmm. anywhere. So it just made sense to just coexist and um, in the same space. I mean, this is weird to say, but- it would have, I, I think a shift I would not have wanted to happen is like proposal, right? Like that, that's too much. Like a year, like getting, getting proposed. <laughs> I just, that would have been, that would have been too much. That would have been like, no, I actually, I, I that, that's actually a little bit outside my comfort zone. Everything else, <laughs> fine. But like, no, like, yeah, yeah anyway. That, so that, as that, a reminder, scary. when Louise got excited about a proposal, it was the proposal that happened on Shit's Creek, y'all. <laughs> yeah, not, 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 oh, yes, that, that was funny. Oh, my gosh. People were like, you're, you're engaged. I was like, girl, no, it's that's a long ways away. So. so what you just share actually takes me back to the first question of like, when did it get real? Because you just make me think of like the migrations and people like mm. really having a choice to decide where they were going to live and work and do things, you know, a little bit more flexibility and all that. And I think even though like, I knew the world was shifting or the world did shift like this week last year um, or this time last year. I think it was like probably early summer when like my like girl group here, like a lot of them were like, oh, well, I could just like go back home or I could have like extended time, you know, similar to what you were talking about, Brian, like with family. And I was like, oh, wait, so people are like leaving the area. And I was like, but like, oh, maybe we shouldn't like be working out together. Like I was just very like it was it took me probably almost the whole summer really to like accept it. Like I knew it was happening like intellectually, but to actually accept that like my life was going to have to change. Like the lives Mm -hmm. of the people around me was going to have to change that really like (laughs) fucked with me like all summer. Um, So yes, there, that just made me think of that. So if, if, if we were all back on the mountain together, it it would be no doubt. I would be definitely. Oh, definitely. But being the fact that, I was only however many months in. Yeah, that's true. I hadn't built many. It was no question. I'm going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going home. That's real. And mm-hmm. moving within my city. So like. Yeah, I was going to say, Brian, because you moved You moved during COVID. At, like, yeah, I moved yeah. in September, um, which the, this process started in July, end of June. Right. Actually. I was like, you know what? I don't like this place. Like, I, I mean, I'm here. Oh, Yeah. Um, I'm here all the time. I'm realizing, ooh, this is it. Yeah. What? And if it wasn't for mm. the, the, the pandemic, I probably wouldn't have moved. So I okay, yeah. Um, as far yeah, as right. as far as the how I would describe like my dating life, um, or or how I feel about you know dating in, in this time, the three words are emotional, exhausting, and exhilarating. Ooh, come on, E, triple E, three oh, yes. E. <laughs> um, Tell us about those three. Yeah, so if, if folks remember me, if, if folks remember <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> if not, go listen to episode something in the I don't, first season. You'll right. Something in the first season. <laughs> right, um, if folks remember, you know, Sam was, you know, yes. fixture. Sam is no longer. <laughs> yes, okay. Was Sorry. Sam a year ago or a little bit before? Sam, Sam was literally the week after my birthday. Oh, oh that's right. Oh, okay, that's summer. Right. When we were down, yeah, when we were down here. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. 
Yep, it was literally we got to my birthday. Mm-hmm. So not a year. So y'all, but y'all met during COVID then, right? Yeah, we met. Right. We met okay. And we practiced some of those tips in the video. But but the reason why I say those things is because I, I say exhilarating and emotional because um, I've spent a lot of time alone. Where my mom and dad live, I spent a lot of time yeah. alone. You get to know yourself really quickly. Mm-hmm. Right? Like you get to know what you absolutely adore about mm-hmm. yourself. And then you get to know the things that you know that you need to fix or think differently about yourself with, right? And you understand yeah. those things in full force because you have no way to, to avoid <laughs> it because you're not living your busy lifestyle anymore. Yeah. You're not, you don't have the opportunity to say, hmm, right. we, just- we no longer have the opportunity <laughs> to go get brunch and yell for three hours and <laughs> Right. That was my therapy. Lunch was my therapy. (laughs) So I I realized, you know, how much I loved who I am, but I also realized like Mm -hmm. where I struggled and and how much that related to dating. Um, So I I would say that that's the emotional piece. I think the loneliness that like it's real, like the loneliness Mm -hmm. that people experienced during this time was real, which is another reason why I was emotional. Um, And even when I think about Sam, right, I think about... um, how our experience was amazing. And I try to be more mindful of like the, the what I gained from that experience. Yes. Um, Good. Even though the emotional pieces, right? Like right, there well. were things, if I'm being honest with myself, there were things that I should have been listening for a long time ago mm-hmm. during the process. Sure, that, sure that I was not, right? And yeah. I get why I wasn't. It wasn't me being ignorant. It was me really trusting what he was saying, you know, in that process. Exhausting because you're still dealing with the, let me get on this app. Let's have this conversation. <laughs> you say you, want, you yeah. say you want this thing today, but then two days later, you know, things are, are different. So it's like, what do you want from me? Like what? And then Brian, like, quick, quick question. Oh. Um, did you find yourself using more of the dating apps just because you were at home and kind of just lounging? And did they become like the thing that you just like logged into, like social media, kind of like a social media? That's a great question. So honestly, if I think about a good six months out of the out of this mm-hmm. whole time, I actually wasn't on the apps at all. The three months that I was with Sam, I, I deleted them. Right. And then I'm currently in a situation. Mm -hmm. Okay. Going back to my words, right? It's been exhilarating and emotional, right? And exhausting because I I know that I'm I'm giving myself permission now because I've been confronted with it. I've been spending a lot of time alone. Mm -hmm. I'm giving myself permission to say, I want to be in a relationship Mm. where I would not have done that prior to this pandemic. Um, I feel like you've done so much like self-work and reflection and all the things that we were all supposed to do during the last year. (laughs) (laughs) I may may not have done. That's really, I'm really impressed. But what I appreciate about Brian is very similar to thoughts that I've had is like, you really couldn't run from yourself, right? Like Mm -hmm. you really, you really couldn't. Um, And I think, you know, all of us, obviously, like in the mountain and how we've existed outside of that time too, like, we're just all very social creatures. Like we don't really hang out mm-hmm. 
in each other's homes and it's not because we don't want each other in each other's homes but we're just just our nature is, is just to be out here in these streets and I've definitely talked to Chatrice about that I was like my current partner doesn't know that part of me right because we've spent you know almost a year you know basically our only six months of our relationship really has been not with COVID and so like to not know to not have this whole other part of me um I don't have access to that person, but now I've had to spend more time with myself. I'm like, oh shit, there's a lot of work to do here. Like, fuck. Uh, which is why I had to, uh, I'm pretty sure these therapists aren't listening to this either, but like, um, I had to fire one therapist. Yeah. You gotta I was do gonna it. ask y'all you about therapy. Yeah, you during the pandemic. I had to find a new one and mm-hmm. I've been dealing with my new one for a month now. And- oh, her. The dude is uh he's a he's a man, he's a black man. So uh-huh. I was a different experience. And yeah. Oh my God. Like he told me, I think I told y'all this when we were on Clubhouse, but he told me, he said, Listen, I'm you you this is your season for love, and mm-hmm. you're gonna name your first child after me because we're <laughs> together. And okay. Um, so yeah. Is he taking new clients? <laughs> <laughs> Right, with that kind of guarantee. Right, I'm like, shit, my therapist is not guaranteed that I'm going to name yeah, it. He's, he's, he's very confident. But one of the things he also made me realize, and y'all are going to be like, we already knew this. We, we were just catching, we're um, waiting on you to catch up. Okay, what did he say? That, he said, you know, you're still dealing with um, things that happened to you in the past. So he mm. kept asking me, he kept asking me, he was like, who, who was he? Like, who? Who was he that like pulled a number on you? Like who who was he? So I started, <laughs> I started look, I started talking about Sam and he goes, nah, earlier. <laughs> no. no. That was cute. You like tried it. That was so yeah. cute of you. Yeah. And then when I started talking about the mountain, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> he was like, bingo, that <laughs> that that was him. That was it. I had a therapist before the pandemic, my new therapist in this new city. And then, you know, I think I went twice and this wasn't really feeling it. And then halfway through the pandemic, she's like, hey, just reaching back out. Like, if you lost your job, like know that we can still see you, whatever. And so I was like, sure, like, let me, well, no, what did I say? Did I, did I meet with her in person? I can't remember. I think I might've met with her with masks on. I cannot remember. But anyway, I just was like, nah. And so I've been really bad with therapy because I think for me, one of the things that I know what I'm talking about post-COVID, but I think I'm just ready to be back in a therapist office, right? I think I feel, you know, my house is my house, my work is my work, my car is my car. I don't want to do therapy in either of those three three mm, places, right? Funny. And I teletherapy is so helpful for so many people, but I think mm-hmm. for me, I just can't do it. Similar to like, I don't know, anyway, similar to like maybe like online school, I just know what works for me or what I think exactly. works for me. And I, the in-person thing is just helpful for my own accountability's sake. That is why I appreciate you, Shatrice, because remember, so Shatrice, I'm, I'm a, I don't mind telling the world this if you don't, I'm pretty sure you don't. <laughs> no. But um, Shatrice- That's why I was cringing, because I was like, oh shit. Is no, this it's one good. of the ones? Okay, good. okay, okay. Shatrice, <laughs> When I told her, I was like, you know, I really want to get a therapist. I'm really serious about it. Shatrice said, okay, we're going to sit down. We're going to call three. Yeah. Make contact with at least three. So when we, when we did that back and whenever we did that. Yeah. 
um, I was like, you know what? I was laying in bed one night. I took my iPad out. I was on. I was Googling. I, I reached out to three. And literally, he called me. The other two never called me back, but whatever. For but, sure. But he called me oh, the next day. And he was like, you know, this is, this is who I am. You know, this is what, what, like, you know, tell me about why you want to mm-hmm. Yeah, I had a, I had another therapist. This is who I am. I'm gay. Do you have a problem with that? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, all, <laughs> all of that. Oh yeah, you you need to know that because yeah, that's true. That's that is, safety. Like, that's, that's emotional safety. safety. You know what I'm saying? This is what I. This is a lot of what I'm wanting to talk about. Yeah, um, for sure. And, and let me be clear. And this is what I told him. I said I, I'm a winner, right? Like, <laughs> I win in multiple aspects of my life. Dating is not one of them, right? So like we, we gotta win so we gotta lose some, you know. <laughs> that, that's why I've been taking my L's. That's why I've been taking my L's. I'm a winner. And it, it took me, I was watching a, a little sermon. So I'm I'm a little amped up today because I watched that sermon this morning and I was like, oh yeah. I'm, yes, Jesus. <laughs> when Jesus like, everything that God has placed before me outside of a relationship, I've got mm. period. Yes. Because of whatever. The men, that that's what he's doing, and that's why I need the help. And that's why I told him, I said, this is why this matters. I need you to be able to mm-hmm. have these types of conversations. Definitely, for sure. I think, <sighs> so, as if y'all will recall from, I guess, season one, I, I feel like, much like how now I can always bring up something about my house, like, last summer, all I could bring up was that I was turning 30. And I was like, it's happening. It's, it's like this pending thing. It's looming over me. I'm excited. I'm scared. I'm nervous. Like all these things. And for me, like turning 30 at the beginning of a global pandemic or well, like middle, whatever, mm-hmm. um, was just, I was so full of emotions. And I'm, cause I'm trying to think to your question, Louise, about like therapy. I, I know I'm almost certain for like somewhere around my 30th I like went and just did like a check-in session with like you know you know I I like to have a whole kind of wellness team so when it comes to therapists I'm like sometimes I have like two going on at once <laughs> like it just kind of depends and so I went is to this one. the therapist you could get food with <laughs> casual <laughs> um, but love her to pieces um and so but I went to her and I was like okay like I think I needed a little bit more because I was like, I could just do like a little check-in. I'm turning 30. I was like, but after that conversation, I was like, no, I think I really do like need to get a little bit more just thinking about like myself and like work because I hadn't really consistently seen a therapist because I too had to fire, not fire. I just kind of like ghosted a therapist. Stop, I was yeah. like, we, we had like kind of reached where we were going to reach and I was happy with that. Um, but then I was like, okay, well, here's all of these other new emotions and things like that because what I ended up, um, sharing with well what I shared with my nutritionist probably several times like over the summer was just like my nervousness and Louise we were just talking about like you know ugh, like weight kind of being a thing but I was like I am at home I am alone like this is not how I expected to spend my summer this is not like I'm turning 30 this is supposed to be a whole big thing which you know y'all are amazing so my 30th birthday was actually really great but like you know bef- like as it was building mm-hmm. up I just was felt so like out of control I felt so out of my like routine and I love a good routine and like y'all said you know like who would want to just like I so I love living alone but I don't necessarily love being alone all the time you know what I mean like damn like 
Now they're telling me I can't see my friends. You got to cover your face in public. You got to do all these things. And I was like, this is like wearing on me, which is why I just, it's so comical. Like, and Haley and I always laugh. Like I would just be in Kroger all the fucking time. Shelves empty. There's nothing to buy. (laughs) So I was like, I just need to leave my house. Like I just need to move my body to go out. Like spin classes working. Like, I remember the last spin class I went to was probably that last day I went to work and they were like taping off bikes and like, you know, limiting the number of people who could come in and limiting the capacity. And I was just like, well, okay, this is like weird, but I think we'll get used to it. And that was like the last time I went to a gym, to a spin class like a year ago. And it's like, I last summer, it was fucking tough. And of course, like all the things with like the resurgence of, resurgence of like Black Lives Matter and all that stuff. Like it was a lot of shit going on last summer. Like my job was kind of changing. And so therapy, I was like, oh yeah, I need to like get back into it. Like there's no way around this right now. I, I don't know how to deal with everything that's going on with me. So yeah, therapy was a thing. Like I had mentioned earlier, we had talked about, um, or we had referenced um, some experts at John's and so they had noted here dr laura murray had noted the most important consideration for single people in the pandemic is to assess their own values and comfort levels before the day and not during the day you should be asking yourself if you feel comfortable with intimacy during this time like what do you need are you willing to take the risks and so brian kind of brought this up earlier because i was definitely like as i was reading these articles i was definitely thinking about it and actually i read a couple of like articles about um like just different you know people about town I don't know who they were but like someone were like you know we have to be dating exclusively and all this stuff because like that's safer and to Louise's point about like exclusivity kind of being expedited during this process and so thinking about like the the pressure kind of of COVID but also like safety and trying to like implement these rules like what do y'all think about that? I think it was easier for me because Sam was a great communicator. So mm-hmm. um, Sam was a great, I, I never, I never had to guess where he was, like where he was like mm-hmm. in, in our experience together. And the reason why I'm bringing that up, bringing that up is because that then made me go, you know what? He's doing all of this. I'm going to mm-hmm. be doing my part. Yeah. I'm sure okay, I'm limiting limiting the people that I'm hanging out with. Uh, I know I'm going to see him X, Y, and Z time. I'm going to mm-hmm. make sure I'm being responsible and, you know, doing all of that, right? So we never really had the conversation, like, mm-hmm. about... So the only time it kind of came up was when he picked me up from the airport after your birthday. Uh, <laughs> but even then, it really didn't matter because we spent time together. That yeah. night. Like, like <laughs> so it's like y'all felt safe together. <laughs> like, you, you wanted me to wear a mask in the car, but like, <laughs> but like, why? <laughs> <laughs> why would we want to be all up on each other? Right, like, you know, you didn't want me to go home when I got. <laughs> anyway, you know what? No. Yes, yes. So, I've right, been making you really live in conflict and contradict everything that you're like thinking or saying. Okay, because. I'm like, I'm full of contradictions, I think, when it comes to like dating and COVID, honestly, because I'm like, well, just because it's a global pandemic doesn't mean that I can't 
date multiple people but like obviously the logistics of that is extremely challenging like if you're really trying to be safe or whatever but I guess I'm saying that because I'm thinking about like Sully the guy I dated last summer and he I don't think it was because of COVID I think it was just his own insecurity trying to like whatever like just trying to like check in on me and where you at like who you with type things and it's like well have you asked me to be my girl like have you asked me to be your girlfriend no it's like I just don't feel bound to like and I don't feel like because we're in a pandemic that I have to like cut off all my dating for you like I don't I don't know I'm just like I get why people like say that like no you need to like I need to know where you've been because like of safety but I guess it just Mm -hmm. is a matter of being honest because like if you're not exclusive what is the harm in telling someone like okay yes I'm seeing other people but I'm doing it safely or we're not exclusive like so I'm gonna tell you up front explain I guess people just aren't as honest or whatever I agree with you I think I think that I think that is appropriate but know that if I don't feel safe with you, there are certain things that I'm not going to do with you. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm asking these questions, not because, not because I want you to stop doing whatever, right? But because I'm thinking about safety. And when I say safety, let, let's be real. Let's be real for the pod here. Yes. Hey, cuties, we're getting I'm real. Talking, I'm talking more than just COVID, right? Oh, like, definitely. Yeah. A lot of things. So, if you are dealing with other people, that's cool. Mm-hmm. We just can't do certain things. And I'm right. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with I'm okay with keeping you in this space of getting to know you without mm-hmm. the all the other mm-hmm. or the things that we've already engaged in, right? Mm-hmm. I'm I'm okay with that. What I'm what I'm not okay with is you out here seeing and doing whatever, mm-hmm. just anybody and then coming to me and think that yeah. you can do and be and no because that's not how, how it works do um, you think those would have been kind of your rules or guidelines pre-covid with this person with bob absolutely. okay yeah with, with the things that i'm talking about absolutely i was like i don't even know what i would have done like if you know dating like with covid i don't i don't even know what i would have done like, well, I'm so glad you're wondering and, you know, acknowledging that you don't know what you would have done. So now you get to be put on the spot as, you know, I love to do. So tell us, what do you think, Louise, would have been your, like, pre-dating questions? Or, like, if you had, like, your little miniature assessment or something mm-hmm. like that, what do you think you would have asked folks before dating them or going out in public with them or meeting up with them? I would like to think that it would be, like, when did you get, like, a last COVID test? Like, who's in your pod? But mm-hmm. I don't know, like, a part of me wants to say I wouldn't have even, maybe I would have done what Brian did and just would have deleted them and not engaged because it's, like, mm-hmm. way too much work to ask, right? Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure, for me, it just was really great to have, like, the people that I did and the people that I saw. <laughs> and it was mostly people at work since we were all kind of in the same environment, right? Mm-hmm. But I just felt really good with, like, the people that I had. So to ask of myself <laughs> to, like, get rid of those things that would have just been a lot like I, yeah. you know I was like maybe I would have thought you know what I don't know if it's gonna be six months a year or three years but we don't we don't need this like right now that's easier to say being in a relationship sure. or not but I also feel like you know I feel like I would have wanted to like scratch the itch and I don't know what I would have done in that situation right like mm-hmm. I don't know what I would have done to like say like I want to like you know hook up and like consent and have like 
you know, a sexual relationship with someone, like maybe it's, I don't know, like I, I've definitely have heard different podcasts and, and stuff talk about like risk mitigation, right? Like how do you mm-hmm. engage in sexual activities during COVID, right? Like, I don't know. I got to know. I don't know what I would have done. I mean, hey, like, you know, a weighted blanket and a vibrator can go a long <laughs> way. So I don't know if it would have lasted me a whole year, but. Well, and, right. And that's what I was about to say. Yeah. I was like, because here, here's the thing. Rona, that stank bitch, she she knew we couldn't go a year right. without sex. Like she knew this was not going to be an option for like damn near anybody who, you know, willingly participates or whatever. And so, like I said, that's why I, I'll be honest, as I felt like a, a ball of contradictions at times, just because, well, one, I, in the small town that I live in now, I have literally asked for the test like you know in 2021 it was like just try to get tested and doctors would literally be like no like do you feel fine and I'm like yeah but I feel like that's not the whole thing like don't we know now that like feeling fine doesn't mean you don't have it and all that jazz and they're like oh well have you come in contact well no but again I could have and I don't know and I could be fine I don't want this in my system I just want someone to tell me and literally the last doctor was like well I mean look if you what did she say? Because I was like, well, I just want to know. Like, I just want to know. Like, I just want the comfort of knowing. And she's like, if you would have had it, it wouldn't even be detectable now. Or what? Like, she, she, she's like, you can get the flu shot. I was like, what the fuck kind of small town do I live? Like, this is ridiculous. And so I, yeah. I didn't feel 100% like, I, I didn't feel super comfortable asking people for the test. Because I was like, well, shit, my answer's about to be no. And I'm trying. Like, right. and I can't get it. And I, I do know that, like, you know, different areas had different amounts of like tests and things like that or restrictions. And we, ha- and like, I'm, I've heard from other people in this area too, that like the doctor, like not refused, but well, yeah, I guess refused to like give them a test. And so I was like, okay, then I guess all I have to offer is that I'm not really out here in these streets. I do stay away from people when I'm at the Kroger every day, <laughs> every weekday. But, um, you know, I keep my distance. I don't go in there and talk to anybody. And then I usually make my way back home and I live by myself. And so I guess that's me being safe, but I would love to know for sure. And so like when I was engaging with, you know, yeah, partners, it's def- my usual kind of questioning is around like STIs and stuff like that. And so I'm like, you know, when we last tested, we can talk about that because that's still that's still very relevant, still important. Mm-hmm. But I was like, you know, it would be awesome if you've gotten tested again, but at a bare minimum, like, you know, have you been doing the social distancing thing? And I did, I played a little risky once and I was like, and then I, that is probably the one time I was like, I think I need to self-isolate and not like go around anybody because I just, I don't want to be the one responsible for right. getting anybody else sick, so. That was, <laughs> I got the vaccine. Mm-hmm. and louise got the vaccine oh my gosh so i'm the only one on this call who hasn't gotten the vaccine i'm gonna have to get it i saw your post louise i was like i'm gonna get it and i told myself i said if if for any reason i'm getting on a plane i'm 100 yeah. getting the vaccine before i get on anybody's plane doesn't look like that'll be happening and the side effects but, just to you know help folks like yes tell the I, so i got the the johnson and johnson vaccine mm. so i got the single dose um i got it on monday yesterday i was exhausted i was tired i did feel tired i did feel um tired but i didn't have a fever i didn't lose mm-hmm. any senses i a lot of people did you call out sick because that's what i will plan to do i, did it. Oh, yeah. I was gonna i was gonna plan to do that i was like 
I was like, I was like, maybe I will have a side effect. <laughs> now, it was it was a busy time for us. Like, honestly, if I did call out sick, I would have had more of a headache. I would have had a headache today. Mm, that's fair. <laughs> but honestly, if you get the flu shot, my the way that my body felt after was how I feel after I got mm-hmm. like it okay. was like muscles are kind of stiff. But honestly, mm-hmm. I, I kind of like that feeling. Like it helps me. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't do drugs or anything, but like <laughs> it, it, <laughs> it helps me. It helps no judgment. Me, it helps me sleep. Like it, 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 it's a like a muscle relaxer. I, is that kind of well? Maybe it's doing the opposite, but I think the opposite. Answer me this: so you're so you only got one dose. I heard there's a um Pfizer something with the M. I didn't even know about a Johnson and Johnson. So what is your shot guaranteeing? So apparently my shot, at first I thought the percentage was lower, but honestly, who really knows? Like, also true. <laughs> like we all like we all just out here experimenting. <laughs> like I saw 65% at first, but then one of my coworkers said, yep, it's actually 85%. And then I heard that the Moderna was 85%. I heard the Pfizer one was 95%. But I also think, I also think with these vaccines, it depends and granted, let, let me let me make this very clear. I am not a scientist. I don't do this work, but I also, I also think it depends on how healthy you are, right? Like, if if you're a moderately healthy human, like, like for example, when I got the shot, I was immediately sore, like mm. immediately. Is that a good thing? Is that a good sign? Apparently, okay. it is. Apparently, oh, is it? Okay, great. It means great. that your immune system is activated. So, like. Oh, yeah. Louise, yours is a one part or two part? Mine's the Pfizer. So I have to okay. go back end of March for the second dose. But I only felt tingliness down my arm. I was like, oh my God, I'm about to have a heart attack. Like that kind of tingliness. <laughs> yes, I'm like, and oh then, gosh. But then this morning I did wake up with like soreness in my arm with where the shot. But then that was it. And then maybe in the morning I like had like tingliness down my leg. So I was like, that that's been it. I haven't been tired. Um so yeah and i'm i mean prior to getting the covid vaccine i'd been taking ibuprofen anyway so Mm -hmm. um just like help with like headaches and and other stuff and so um i was like maybe i am feeling stuff and like the ibuprofen is at least keeping things at bay see i miss the days where i thought that because i was then 29 that I was just basically exempt from coronavirus. Like, don't you remember those days? It was like somewhere around this time oh, yeah. where we were like only people over 65. Yep. Oh man. You know, we I, the school. I, that's great that you thought that, but <laughs> as, as a current 29 year old turning 30 in three months. Oh, Brian called you old. Um, All right. I'm wiser inside. <laughs> I, I, I never felt that. I thought I, I honestly well well here's the thing, not not because of age or anything. Yeah. Sure. I, a, a nature uh, in a, a true nature of Brian is to worry about everything and to overanalyze okay. everything. Um, <laughs> so I was thinking, oh my God, like my mom and dad still have to go in and out of work. Like I can get this thing and probably be okay. Right. Mm-hmm. My parents can probably get it and probably be okay. They're a little mm-hmm. bit older. They could probably be okay. But the folks that they come in contact with, no. mm-hmm. I can't be the person to give my parents. Exactly. Like, you know, I can't be the person to give them COVID and then bring mm-hmm. them to other people COVID. When, yeah. I work, when I can work from home. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's not cool. And Brian, that kind of same thought is like, 
what my friend Allison was talking about. So I'm going to like read what she was just texting. One of my, uh, my friend Allison is a nurse in Chicago from high school. And she hey, was Allison. like, Hey Allison, I think she listens. Anyone who gets infected now is potentially contributing to more variants. And there is genuine concern that because of vaccine hesitancy, we will be left with a bunch of doses. No one wants. We need to get the vaccines in arms period, which is what I quoted in my Instagram <laughs> post. Um, like, it, you know, obviously, yes. like, I'm pretty sure I had it. Like, a bunch of other people are like, I think I had it. I'm like, I'm pretty sure I had it. I swear, it. Like, <laughs> people, I'm like, all right. I sure, we all, had COVID. Yes, I yes, wish we all had COVID. But, like, I really do think, like, with the vaccine, I was like, you know what? Like, if it, if it helps out other people, like, I'll do it, you know? Um, and someone else, too, you know, because I'm like, dang it. Like, listen, I don't get the flu shot. This year was the first year I've gotten the flu shot in a long same but i got it because i was like let me they say they say to get it fauci is saying to get it so i'll get it (laughs) but um but you know like obviously folks around getting the covid vaccine were really hesitant for lot for lots of different reasons and valid reasons you know that for the vaccine trials they were heavily recruiting in black and brown communities and and i think at hp absolutely specifically right so it's kind of like dang it like and that's, well, you remember, I was so nervous when I saw all these, like, Black female nurses getting, like, the first, like, rounds. I was like, is there a reason why I don't see any white pe- people, like, out here? Like, they already got it. obviously, like, people were, right? <laughs> like, they were. But I'm like, that's all I saw. And it just made me nervous. I'm like, I don't want us to be the, you know, the test dummies. And honestly, that was a conversation that mm-hmm. me and my mom had, like, over, over the holiday break. We were like, I don't know that, like, I feel comfortable. And I don't, like, I don't know why I feel so like uncomfortable at the, th- I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm sure I'm gonna get it, but I'm like, oh my gosh, like, I, don't, oh, I just like get that, very stressed that, about it. That feeling is, so one of the things that I try to like get across to people is that that feeling is not, I, what I hope people don't, what I hope people don't feel is a feeling of irresponsibility when they had that feeling, right? Like mm-hmm. government let's be real the government has wronged us right like in the right. exactly about, like vaccinations and as we think about being test dummies the, the government has wronged us i think that so that is a real fear well and i think each of us has kind of talked about it but i, I know like in each of our family i think to some extent the work that we do has a lot of like class privilege tied into it oh definitely we don't have to interact with a lot of people right but i, I know we each in our own families have people that um, based off their job, like mm-hmm. have to interact with a lot of people. But yeah, like I tell my mom, I literally just told her, I was like, at most in a day, I interact with 10 people. That's comparatively less than even a faculty member at the school, right? Who mm-hmm. is doing in-person classes. That's significantly Definitely. less than any essential frontline worker. So for like 10 people, like my, my, my risk of transmission is significantly lower. Mm-hmm. I, I will also say um, I've had a field day with some of these tweets and, and Facebook posts about people that engage in certain activities being like sex parties. No, like Zoom orgies. People, people that smoke weed, right? Like people. Ah. Smoke weed. Oh. No, no shade. But if you smoke weed, can you can you <laughs> really can you really be concerned about what's in the Oh, oh my gosh. I put, put four loco in my body in college. <laughs> I think I'm okay. Right. I think like, I'm okay. Like, can, yes. Can you, Hashtag, if, yes. If, if you don't, if you don't wash your <laughs> if you don't wash your sheets every week. Right. 
can you be concerned if you don't wash your ass every day? Can you really be concerned about what's in the vaccine? Hashtag shout out for the culture. Plus, who I have always found very creepy, like his voice. Like, I can't listen. Like, he's just, ugh, ugh. But he had, like, the funniest uh, Insta post or tweet or whatever. Because he was basically saying what she just said, right? He was like, all the, like, drugs I've put in my body over the years, why not get the vaccine? Like, I don't know who these drug dealers were or the dope boy on the street. Like, I don't know where he got that stuff from. Like, but I happily smoked it. I happily you know did whatever so yeah i'm getting the vaccine because like i've not really cared this much about anything else and so i was like you know perspective you know <laughs> I, oftentimes i look at those posts on facebook where people people are like reminiscing about like things like ran- random shit like um school lunches in in, in public <laughs> And I'm like, square pizzas. Right, right. Square pizzas. If you ate that shit, if you ate that shit and you enjoyed it, that's what I did. I enjoyed it. You know what I consume? I consume hot Cheetos. I consume Coca Cola. (laughs) That's a bathroom cleaner. I consumed the Popeye's chicken, which fucked up oh, my stomach so for sure. <laughs> like, if I think we're okay. You've eaten food. Think about it. <laughs> Let's think about it. I don't do drugs, but I have eaten a lot of Taco Bell. <laughs> if you, eat, you eat Taco Bell if you eat food <laughs> off of a truck. Right? Like, Ooh, I, I love food trucks. I, I love I was like, does this apply to all trucks? All food but think trucks? about it. But let's not, not to gross people out. But think about it. Think about it. How clean do we think that it? You know, you have a, you have a food no, truck. See, Brian. But do I think about how clean it is? No, because then I couldn't eat it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not trying to shame people, right? Like, right, right. Too late. <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not trying to shame people. But I just feel like y'all, like this this vaccine. Yes, it was fast. All three of them were fast. Yeah. But <laughs> it was made in a in a in a lab. We got we goggles on. <laughs> right, with goggles on, gloves. The little, on. the little machine, the little <laughs> and we're in 2020. Yeah. Like 2021. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Um, and so one last question for y'all is, do you think who you are now is your new normal? Like, do you think this, like, as it relates to dating and relationships, do you think this is who you're going to present forever and always? Or do you see yourself kind of returning to yesteryear or the ways that you used to do dating? I can start us off. So I will say, I don't think... So I don't think, I don't think I'm going to go back, right? Like, I don't think I'll go back to any, to the previous me, but Mm -hmm. I do think like who I am at the moment also can't stay because to what Brian was saying before about like, you know, you're spending a lot of time with yourself, you're learning about yourself. Now I'm like, shit, like I'm aware of the things that I need to work on. I need to actually start working on them and I need Mm -hmm. to do these things. And so for Mm -hmm. me, it's not static, right? Like, who I am now is not going to be who is the person evermore. Like I do want to do the work. That's why I, I really do want to go. In, I really want to go into a therapist office, mm-hmm. right? Like I really, I don't know. Maybe I just need to find like a 
room in the public library or something, but I'm just like, I just, I, I need to talk to someone and start working on that and give myself the time to work on it. So I really hope mm-hmm. that this summer, as we look to like the coming months that I can take some time off from work and just, you know, go escape to the mountain, a mountain, the mountain somewhere <laughs> and just like yeah. really start working on stuff. But as, as far as pre and post, so, um, I think there will be a difference, right, in, in post-pandemic, Brian. I think that, um, I, you know, hair flip, about to have my 30th birthday. I need to be more accountable to myself when it comes to, like, dating. Mm. Like, mm-hmm. so it's okay to say that you want to date, and it's okay to, to surround yourself with people that are like-minded in, in dating. And I think I, I'm trying to be more intentional and more purposeful with my time. And I think that is the difference between pre and post COVID Brian, right? Mm -hmm. Before COVID, I didn't have to be intentional with my time. I -hmm. also wasn't in a doctoral program right? COVID. The doctoral program came during COVID, right? So Mm -hmm. I have to be more intentional with my time and I have to be more intentional with the folks that I'm deciding to spend time with. So honestly, I'm not done yet, right? Like I'm Mm -hmm. not done molding into what post-COVID Brian will be Mm -hmm. off of all of that. No, I get that. That is that is great. And I'm y'all, so y'all actually just reminded me of a thought that I had, I don't know, like a couple months ago, but I was thinking about. I was thinking about the guy Sully that I dated last summer because I was thinking about like how like what some of our issues were right and like his issue basically his issue was that I had friends I mean like if you want to boil it down right but <laughs> but I remember I'm like it's it's all about like you know space and time and stuff right because I'm like if I really think about how I was like processing everything that was going on in the world I mean gosh last like May June when I tell you like if if any of y'all like called and said let's go anywhere I was like there I was like constantly trying to like you know hang out with someone or go walk with someone like I was like I need to be around my friends like all the time these are the only people I see like I need to be around them and so like I think in some ways well in in a lot of ways and I'm okay with that like that I prioritized y'all because y'all were the people I knew like that was the comfort zone and it's you know and it still really is and I think I, I do wonder would some of that have been different in a in a kind of normal world like would I have felt like less of an intense desire to be with my friends all the time because I didn't want to be alone you know what I mean and so I was thinking about that the other day of like hmm okay like I don't I don't think I'm at fault for for feeling that way or or cope really cope that was my coping mechanism mechanism honestly um and that's just what it was And, and and I think too he had just moved to his new city and so similar to you Brian it was like well you know I don't really know anybody here and so I'm here and so like where I was like constantly surrounding myself with like y'all I know the people so now I'm bringing y'all in closer he hadn't developed that in the time so again I think it was just like time and space like really did impact that relationship but I think I don't know I think moving forward like Chatrice yeah I guess I can't necessarily go back but in some ways I feel like I never changed. <laughs> Louise knows like throughout this whole process, I've just been fighting the reality of COVID. Even when it comes to dating, I'm like, you know, I just want to go back and be cute and do these cute things. And now it's like, okay, I really have to be, I have to take my 
creative dating strategies up a notch because like it's got to look different and we just have to adapt and I don't want to make anyone feel uncomfortable even though I might be comfortable doing you know x y and z and so I think maybe just gratitude I think and like thoughtfulness and and consistency I think those are some things that are going to probably like stick with me or things that I'm going to be looking for a little bit more because I'm like you know what we can be grateful for these moments. Like we can just really try to appreciate each other and make the most out of whatever our situation is. Like if you can date during the global panini, you can date, you know, like after this, it, sh- it should be like the easiest thing ever, right? Like I- I'm expecting for people to really set their game up, including me, I guess, because I've definitely kind of um, taken like a little bit of a step back and not focusing on dating as much, even though I still do want a relationship. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I think I'll be processing this until they say for real y'all it's safe. It is safe to go out in these streets, like go to concerts, be wild, be free. And it's, it's as safe as it was before, which, you know, wasn't really ever that safe, but, but anyway, yeah. So I think, I don't know. I, I just love hearing y'all share kind of your thoughts on COVID and, and how it's impacted your, your relationships and dating and stuff like that, because I mean, it's just, like I said, it's incredibly wild to believe that it's been a fucking year mm-hmm. since, like, the world as we knew it kind of changed. And it's not, and it's not changing back. And I read one of these articles as I was, like, looking for stuff for today. And they were like, if we all stop the spread, which I was like, I don't know that we as an American society were ever all on board with stopping the spread. I'm like, no. I don't think this country, these citizens are, we're just not good at that. Um, they were like, maybe by the end of the summer, maybe by fall. But I was like, you know what? I'm not going to put any pins on any dates and assume that that's when the world's going to return to the normal. Like that I've made peace with. I'm like, it just, you got to go with it day by day. And so I think that's how I'll have to like think about dating a little bit more too. So yeah. So thank you, Brian, again, for joining us. For another episode here and cuties you know as always do not forget to keep it cute and court with confidence Bye. Bye. thanks for listening y'all to another episode of courting in color don't forget to follow us on instagram at court in color that's c-o-u-r-t-n-c-o-l-o-r or email us at courtincolor at gmail.com. Head on over to our website at courtingincolor.com. Rate, review, and subscribe to us. Court dismissed. Bye. Bye. Work. Vogue. Work.